adopted? Have you adopted a child? Why is adoption a blessing for the children and the adoptive parents? How is being in God's family like being adopted? Join us today as I interview Reverend Stephen Becker. We'll discuss adoption blessings. Stay tuned, you won't want to miss today's program. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Welcome, Reverend Becker. Thanks so much for being my guest today. Kay, it's good to be here. Thank you. It's always good to talk to you, and uh, thank you so much for all that you do. You, I follow you on Facebook, and I see you besides your church in California. You're uh, a chaplain, and you're just doing so many things, and I, I can tell we have common interests because a lot of times share the same things you share, but uh, blessings on all that you're doing. Uh, you are, one of the things I learned as I followed you on Facebook is that you are adopted, and uh, that's why I wanted to interview you today. I wanted to do a program about adoption, so tell us a little bit about your adoptive parents and your being raised as, as a son uh, in that family. Uh my parents were immigrants from Germany, actually. They, they came over in the 1950s, uh, sponsored by Lutheran World Federation. And so um, they settled in the Sacramento area eventually and wanted a family more than anything. And um, they were not able to have children. And I remember my mom telling me how it really was difficult for them as all of their friends were having children during that time um, and so um, they, in the, in the mid or early 1960s, started the process with our county here, Sacramento County, uh, to adopt. And so um, they, uh, I was placed in their home in November of 1965 when I was two months old. Oh. And just, um, it was, I was an answer to their prayer uh, and definitely they were an answer to my birth mother's prayer as well. I mean, it was just a, a wonderful, I don't want to call it perfect, but it was just a, it was definitely a God-ordained connection there. Well, that's great. And uh, so about a year and a half later, they adopted uh, another child, my sister. Oh. And um, we were raised, we always knew that we were adopted, and that was just a very normal part of our identi- identity. Mm-hmm. And um, they shared that how, how much they wanted to be parents, how happy mm-hmm. and thrilled that they were to um, to have us as, as their children. Um, and I'll tell you, having been raised that way, um, it it just it I never felt like a stepchild or an adopted child. I mean, I was yeah. You just felt like their child. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. That's right. That's the best of the best to know that you are special uh, and that uh, they love you uh, and do the very best they can. No parents are perfect, but right. uh, that is fantastic. And it is it was a blessing not only for you, but also for them, I'm sure. And very much so. Absolutely. So, so tell uh, me just a little bit more about, um, you said you didn't ever feel different, but Anything special about being adopted that maybe other children don't experience? You know, what, one of the things is I remember each year on my birthday, um, 
that I, I always thought to myself, there is some person out there that perhaps today is thinking about me. Mm. And, and years later, when I met my birth mother, I found that to be the truth. Um, so, you know, I, it, it definitely was a part of, of my identity, but um, the, the, the love and the complete acceptance, not only by my parents, but by the entire extended family, uh, which was quite large. I had a number of aunts and uncles that also immigrated from Germany. Uh-huh. And so, and as I mentioned, um, my parents were older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so m- mom was 39 and dad was 41 when they adopted me. So I had many cousins that were almost old enough to be my parents. Wow. And so it was, what I knew to be cousins were actually my second cousins, their children, uh-huh. but made for a large family. And of course, everybody knew that we were adopted and nobody ever treated us any right. differently. Right. Yeah, it, it definitely made me feel as an integral part, a real part of the family. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is great. Well, you mentioned that you uh, met your birth mother. You were older. You were an adult by that time, were you not? That's correct. I was 25 when I met her the first time. So did you go looking for her, or did she find you? I did go looking for her. Um, and, you know, as uh, although I knew I was adopted as a child and a young adult, I never really thought about finding her. I never had a longing or a desire to find her. But something there in my mid-20s, I don't know if it was preparing to settle down. I got married a couple of years after finding her or, or whatnot. But I really had a strong desire to know who she was, what the, the background was there of, of why she relinquished me, and just to know more like about genetics and so forth. Oh, sure. So, yeah. you know, this was before the day of DNA testing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Out. So I reached out to our the, the local county um, social services who handled my adoption, and, and they were able to give me a whole bunch of non-identifying information. But California is one of these states where the records, even to this day, are sealed. So I had to do some detective work, and um, without knowing more than her first name, her age at my birth, and where she was born and grew up, I was able to actually track her down. Wow. So I was 25 when I met her, and, and actually the first time I communicated with her was over the phone. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a funny story because I didn't, when I called her, I thought I was calling somebody who was living in an old residence of hers. I didn't realize that I'd actually reached her. Uh-huh. So as soon as we connected, it was, it was very positive. We, we spoke for about half an hour. And then uh, she said, you know, I have to call you back. I have a room full of people looking at me, just wondering what's going on. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Right. And so when she called me back about 45 minutes later, I'll, I'll never forget. It was, it was pretty funny. She said, you know, in all of the excitement, I forgot to ask you something. I forgot to remember something here. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yes. That's fantastic. Well, you know, Family Shield recently did a program with a birth mother who shared her story of releasing her baby over 40 years ago. And it was a blessing for all of us that listened, but uh, she has never connected with that child, even though she wrote a letter. Uh, She wasn't sure it ever got to him. But I'm so glad that this for you was a very positive thing, because I think a lot of times people worry. The birth mother worries, will they want to hear from me? Uh, the son or daughter worry, will, will she lo- did she love me? Did she give me up because she cared and she knew she couldn't? 
take care of me. And, uh, and so that's great. I know in my case that that was exactly the reason. And in fact, when I met her, she told me that she had requested that I be placed with Lutherans of German descent. And here are, here are two Germans who immigrated via Lutheran World Federation. So God's hand was involved, yes. certainly there. Absolutely. That's neat. Now tell, tell me a little bit about uh, how your adopted mom, your mom that you would call her your mom, and your birth mother got along. They got along wonderfully. In fact, uh, when I, I went to my mom and, and told her I wanted to find my at least my birth mother, uh, she was very supportive. I needed her help in, in my detective work where she needed to get some court information that only she had a right to see. She very willingly did that for me. Um, and so after my birth mother and I met, uh, it was a number of months later, she came to visit here in Sacramento, and of course, she and my mom met. And over the years, uh, they built such a friendship. Uh, they were as close to best friends as you could be. And remember, these these ladies didn't know each other yeah. until I was 25 years oh old. Oh my goodness! And and I remember my mom saying to my birth mom, "We're just a couple of short ladies loving the same son." <laughs> That's cool. So your your adoptive mom must have been just full of love that she would wrap her arms around your birth mother and love her too. Very much so. And, you know, there was never any fear or jealousy or anything on that part, insecurity Good for her. on her part that I was going to suddenly leave the only family I ever knew for my birth family. Yeah, I think a lot of times that is a fear of those that adopt children. They love them so much and they're afraid they will lose that love instead of realizing that you can expand that love. There's always room for more people to love, isn't there? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about um, what God's uh, Word says about being adopted? How is being in God's family like being adopted, Pastor Becker? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's so... It's the same thing, basically. Paul talks about that we're adopted, that we are, uh, that we receive adoption to sonship. He talks about that in Galatians, and um, you know, through through our faith in Christ, we are as much His sons and daughters as Christ Himself is, and it's real. We're heirs with Christ, and and so the the similarities are striking where. Uh, I, as an adopted son of my parents, I, I took on the family name. Um, I became a legal heir. I became a, a real part of the family. And it's the same thing with our faith in Christ. We take on the family name of Christian. Mm-hmm. We become heirs with Christ of heaven, receiving sonship and eternal life. Um, and so, as a pastor, I when those texts come up in in the lecture and I'm preaching on those texts, I draw in the example of my own adoption all the time because it is really, it's the same thing. Sure, sure. And let me just read Galatians 4, 4 to 5. I had it down here. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And uh, so we are... Uh, part of God's family. Absolutely. You know, uh, my parents were not obligated to adopt me. 
Uh, they did so for one reason, and that was out of love. And likewise, in our sinful state, God wasn't obligated to adopt us, but he did everything that needed to be done for our redemption. Of course, that's the, the, the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, so that we likewise could be adopted by him so that he could love us and we could love him in return. Absolutely. That's neat. Now, um, you have also adopted a son, and it wasn't as a baby as you were adopted. Uh, and and um, uh, tell us just a little bit about Ryan. Well, first of all, let me ask, um, uh, Ryan was raised as a Mormon. How does that relate to you, Pastor Becker? Well, Okay, as you know, I, I'm, after my wife and I were married early on, this would have been when I was about 27, 28 years old, and I'm 53 now, we fell into the Mormon Church, and we spent six years in the Mormon Church. And I really believe that one of the catalysts of leaving Mormonism was, it was shortly after our twins were born. And as a new parent, you really start to think long-term. You start to think of eternal consequences of, of what you're putting your faith into, and, and that's really when I started digging deep into Mormonism and saw that this was anything but a Christian religion. And so um, about six years into Mormonism, my wife and I and the twins, we, we followed the Holy Spirit and, and ran from Mormonism uh, and eventually returned to the Lutheran Church. And my, of course, my son Ryan, who I adopted when he was 19, uh, likewise was raised in the Mormon Church uh, in a in a household where there was the, he he never knew his biological dad, mm. and um, so it, it's a long story. But eventually, he ended up going living in the same town that we do and going to high school mm. with my twins, and um, I got to know him through my twins and and uh, before the time where I adopted him I really had the chance to to share the gospel with him and eventually he asked me if I would baptize him mm, awesome which of course I did um I want what I want to do now is is make some announcements and then uh after I've done that we're going to learn more about Ryan and an adopting a 19 year old and some of the other issues related to that let me mention to our listeners that I interviewed Reverend Stephen Becker about he and his wife becoming Mormons, being active, and then eventually leaving. And uh, that is one of our podcasts that you can find on our website. would give them a little more history about that because I know on this short program we won't have time to really delve into that. But, I, but there was a connection there, and I wanted to make sure everybody knew that. Let me make some announcements, and then we'll continue talking with Reverend Stephen Becker. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six. How to Be an Everyday Missionary. To request your copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or you can email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Family Shield airs on more than 50 radio stations throughout the United States and is also available through its podcast. You can find our podcast on the website, www.familyshieldministries.com, or you can sign up to receive it each week on your 
uh, iPad or cell phone or computer, whichever uh, system works well for you. Family Shield is celebrating its 25th anniversary as a nonprofit organization this year. Why not give a gift to in celebration of this special event? You can send gifts to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also give on our website. As we plan our special event on Sunday, October 13th, we want to hear from radio listeners just like you about how our ministry has touched or impacted you or the life of your family. Would you share a written message through email at witness2family at gmail.com, mail a message, or tape a two to three minute video with your cell phone and send it to us? Some of these messages will be shared at our event on our website and on our Facebook page. We also want to thank sponsors of the Family Shield Ministries 25th anniversary celebration. Some of those sponsors include the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate, Lutheran Church Extension Fund, Triada Advisors, Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Drury Hotels, Concordia Lutheran Church and Ascension Lutheran Church in St. Louis. Your sponsorship makes this ministry outreach possible. To learn more about sponsorships, Our Family Shield, go to our webpage, www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks again for your prayers and support. And let me just say, we love hearing from our listeners. Now, I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Stephen Becker. We've been talking about his adoption, uh, meeting his birth mother, and now we're going to learn a little bit more about Ryan, his son that he adopted. Before we talk a little more about Ryan, though, you mentioned your wife and your twins. Tell our listeners a little bit about your your family before you adopted Ryan. Well, my wife and I have now been married almost 27 years, and um, she works as a special education elementary teacher. Uh, she specializes in teaching children with autism. Mm. And uh, so um, she works for the same school district where um, my twins went to high school. And uh, so, um, as I said, they, they're in high school, um, made a new friend by the name of Ryan. In fact, Ryan and my daughter's best friend were dating for some time as well. Hmm. So it really brought him to our home often. Hmm. <laughs> and um, he was living with cousins. Um, his, his his biological family, at least on his mother's side, they live up in, ironically, they live in Vancouver, Washington. As oh, it turns yes. out, they live three miles from my birth mom. Oh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. It really is. It's a God thing, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, so I got to, got to know him, and he, the very day after I met him at my twin's 18th birthday party, he and one of his cousins show up at my congregation to worship with us. And, you know, I kind of knew within about a 48-hour window that, that this young man and I were going to have some kind of a, a friendship or relationship, at least for the rest of my life. And I, mean, I, I honestly believe that was the Holy Spirit at, at work there already. And uh, in time, 
we got to find that these cousins that he was living with were quite abusive towards Mm. him, and they happened to have twins also. And he was, they were very emotionally abusive with him. And um, he started to share that with me. And um, basically, he was at the point where he was going to go back to living with his biological mother, who was having some issues at the time. And uh, he, he said, what do you think? Should I go back to my mom, or should I go live with my 16-year-old son, who, or 16-year-old brother, who's trying to... Um, make it on his own. I said, well, honestly, Ryan, both of those scenarios really stink. <laughs> I said, and, and our daughter, Ingrid, is just about to leave for college. Oh. Why don't you come move in with us and take some time? Just catch your breath and take a step back and, and figure out w- what would be the best option for you. And as soon as he moved in, I'll tell you, as I said, I believe this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And we really, we all of us bonded, mm-hmm. and I knew within, I don't know, maybe three or four months um, that uh, since he had he'd never really known his biological father, his biological father had signed his rights away to Ryan, which is basically like relinquishing him when Ryan was a baby. Mm. Um, so I asked him if he wanted to be adopted, mm. and uh, he was already 19 at that time, and uh, doing an adult adoption is not as unusual as some people might think. It's, it happens more often. Really? It especially happens with children that come out of the foster care system. Sure, sure. Um, and so maybe six months after that or so, we were all in family court, and it is exactly the same procedure as adopting a baby other than you don't need the biological parent's permission uh-huh. he's an adult. Oh, my goodness. Wow. How exciting. And he is how old now? He is 21 now. Okay, so it's been several years. And uh, as just as I serve as a chaplain here with uh, our um, California Military Department, National Guard, um, he has also joined the National Guard, and he just graduated from basic training and is doing his schooling. So he's gone into the military as well. Awesome. That is such a blessing. And as I, I uh, shared, you know, uh, adoption is a blessing for the children and also for the adoptive parents. And in your case, you're like triple blessed, Pastor Becker, to have your parents and your birth mother and now an adopted son as well that you obviously love so much. Yeah. Yes, very much. And, you know, um, he is as much my son now as, as my biological children. And in fact, I've, I've had some individuals that have struggled with that. Um, they said, how can you love this young man who you've only known for a few years as much as you love your own children? And what I explained to them is w- there was a time where I was one year old <laughs> and I'd been in my parents' home then for 10 months at that point. And I know for a fact that at one year old, my parents loved me no differently than had they given birth to me. Mm-hmm. And so um, just because Ryan has been my son now for about three years doesn't mean that I can't love him any less or any more or less than I do my natural born children. And again, that, that's a work of God. I was just thinking that is definitely a work of God. And the analogy of the one year old is excellent because... Yes, 
those babies come into uh, homes of those that have adopted them, and they are their children. Within days, they're their children. You bet, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, one of the things I had down is God's design is for children to be raised in families where they'll be loved, nurtured, and protected, and then also raised to know and love Jesus. And I know you do that with your uh, children, and and your parents did that with you. Talk just a little bit about the importance of helping our children and our youth know and love the Jesus of the Bible. As a former Mormon, one of the areas that I teach as a pastor today that I'm just absolutely passionate about, and that is because of my experience in Mormonism, which course, is a religion of works righteousness, where you have to try to earn your salvation. It's, today, is very important to me to teach my youth, especially my confirmation students who are 12 to 14 years old, that our salvation is a free gift, that Jesus Christ has done everything for our salvation, and that God loves us so much that he even gives us the faith to believe that, that Jesus is our Savior. And so I've, I've raised my children to know this, and in the few years that I've known Ryan, after the point where I'd baptized him and, and he came into our home, uh, and since then I did adult confirmation with him as well, I've taught him that as well. And I'll tell you, what, uh, Ryan once said something to me that just moved me to tears, and that is some of his biological family are still active Mormons. And I know them, and, and of course they're, they're wonderful, loving people. They've been very accepting of me as Ryan's dad. But Ryan made the comment to me, Dad, more than anything, I wish that they would just believe that that Jesus has done everything, that they would Mm -hmm. stop trying to earn their salvation, that they would understand that salvation is a free gift. When I heard my son say that, who had been raised Mormon, it moved me to tears. And I remember I said to him, Ryan, you've got it. You've got it. You're saved by grace through faith outside of works. And, you know, it reminds me of of the Apostle Paul. He lamented the fact that his own people would not accept Jesus as the promised Messiah. And here is Ryan, who is a former Mormon, who, who gets the gospel of Jesus Christ, and, and he wants his for those that he loves so much in his biological family to, to grasp that free gift as well. Our time is just about up. I want to just introduce again my guest. Thank you so much for those comments, Reverend Becker. Um, My guest is Reverend Stephen Becker. We've been talking about adoption blessings, and uh, it's been a great program. If you know someone that's adopted a child or someone that uh, is uh, adoptive parents, just tell them that they are blessed, doubly blessed, to have adopted a child or be adopted and uh, also be adopted by Jesus Christ. A free gift. Thank you for those messages, Pastor Becker, and blessings on your day. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.